We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everyone? Pat Mayo here. I want to let you know today's show is actually very visual heavy. So if you do have the wherewithal to go over to YouTube, I've put the link in the description and watch along with us because we're walking through a lot of the tools at runthesims.com. That that's probably the way that you want to actually visualize. And if you listen to it, you can you know, you can do it in your head or you can just log on to the site and go through with it as well. Uh, you can get a free account and get access to a bunch of stuff. But we walk through all of this. I just want to let you know that the visualization on the YouTube channel, much like my golf research show, you know, a lot of people listen to that. They get everything. We do explain everything verbally as well. But matching it up with your eyes might be a help to you if you are a visual learner in that sense. So I wanted to give you a heads up on that. Let's get to the show. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2021 using tools to win at fantasy football, whether it be season long fantasy football, whether it be daily fantasy football on DraftKings, or if you just want to bet on football, how do you use tools to hone in your research and tell the machines what you should do. So today's show is going to be a walkthrough of runthesims.com and how you can use those tools to your advantage, whether you're any sort of player, whether you have the premium product, whether you have the free product, there is something for everyone at runthesims.com. And if you do go into a season long rate at runthesims.com right now, runthesims.com slash mayo will get you a discount, but you'll also get a seven day free trial. If you don't like it, hey, it's not for you. It's not going to be the end of the world. At least you'll have a chance to test it out before you have to commit to a year of getting in. Because you want to get the yearly deal on the Slash Mayo discount because that's the best value you're going to get. And frankly, we wanted to make sure that there were free tools for everyone, especially in the season-long formats out there. Because there's a lot of people who just play one $50 league, one $100 league. You're probably not going to buy $200 worth of NFL tools if you only have $50 invested or $100 invested. But you should have access to some sort of projections and tools and research in order to to help you make better decisions. And that's sort of the thesis behind runthesims.com. Remember to smash the like button to the video. Remember to subscribe to Mayo Media Network. And in the comment section, tell me which tools that you would like to see in the future, something that you think would really help you out that maybe we don't cover today. So we're going to walk you through how to use some of these tools, all of the tools that are available, what's free, what's behind a paywall, and how it can help you actually win in fantasy football. Like our advanced stats hub is completely free to everyone. And if you like doing your own research, 
search for the fantasy football season, you just want to dig into that. And that's completely free. We highly suggest you go do it. All you need to do to use the site is just put in your email for the free account, and then you'll have access to that and the projections. Joining me on the line is the co-founder of RunTheSims.com, along with me, Pat Mayo. It is Justin Freeman, one of the best, the world's best, maybe not the best, but one of the world's best DraftKings Showdown players. What's going on, man? Man, we're, we're living the dream. It's been a long, you and I first started talking about this, I think in February of last year. And now here it is, August, uh, preseason games are underway. We're rocking and rolling. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a wild journey. Uh, you know, obviously the two of us kind of working together to put a product together that we think people are going to like. And, and like, even more importantly than finding one people like is finding one that helps people win, right? So everybody wants to win at Daily Fantasy. We think we've got a unique spin on what we're doing. So things are going well. Everybody who has been to the site has had awesome things to say. So go check out runthesims.com. Runthesims.com slash Mayo will get you that discount as well. Some money off, whatever it might be, if you want to get the premium products, which include the optimizer, the game simulations, or the betting prop tool as well, uh, all of which are customizable. So that's sort of the genesis behind it, where you know there are baseline projections, but you can go in and easily tinker around with what you want to see. So I want to jump into the free tools right away, Justin, to see what people could be getting just with a free account at Run the Sims and how that can help them, whether it be with their draft research or their in-season start-sit decision. So let's jump over to runthesims.com right now and go to the landing page. Where do you think that we should start? Should we start with just the regular fantasy, the projection builder, the season-long rankings, the advanced stats hub? Uh, you're, the, you're the mastermind behind the site. Where do you think that we should go here? Yeah, I think if you're playing a season-long league, a good place to get started is just familiarizing yourself with the season-long rankings. Like, Let's start with a general understanding of, of where players are going in their drafts, uh, where we think they should be going on Run the Sims. And so what you'll see at the top up here is a list of our draft tiers. Um, you can also download our rankings with the button there towards the top of the screen. Uh, and you'll get that in a nice CSV Excel format. You can use that to draft out of your home leagues. But, you know, I've always been a big, big advocate of drafting by tiers. And so in here, you can see how we sort of have our quarterbacks labeled in clusters, right? Because, you know, while... I may sort of prefer Matthew Stafford over Ryan Tannehill. I don't see that gap being like exceptionally huge. So they're in the same tier and using those tiers in order to understand where you should be drafting those players can be super helpful as well. So we've got that for every position there, quarterback, running back, receiver, and tight end. You can sort of go through and see, uh, you know, who's popping for us in our, in our uh, projections for the year. And, um, you know, one thing you'll notice as you sort of get to learn your way around the site is that, there is a difference between rankings and projections, right? Because uh, a rankings list takes into account some things that a single bona fide projection can't possibly uh, account for, including the range of outcomes. And so you've got the projection builder pulled up there now, and you can go in here and actually modify our projections to make them your own. And so, you know, here you've got the Falcons pulled up and you know, let's just say that you weren't as happy about the way we have Mike Davis projected right here. And you thought that actually Kadri Allison or Javian Hawkins or someone like that might actually be a legitimate threat to Mike Davis. You could just farm out some of his workload to one of those guys and see the projections update there 
in real time. So you see that you've already downgraded Mike Davis and it's you know dramatically impacted his uh, his rushing share and his overall running back ranking. And now you've got Javian Hawkins and Kadri Allison in some sort of draftable tier, whereas currently they have not been uh, you know in, in the traditional 12 team season long. So there's a lot of things you can do there. You can obviously go in and view your projections by position and sort of sort that way. You can save your changes. And then you can download those projections as well and use those to help you draft off of. And that's a good way to like take something that's sort of already in place and do your own modifications and, and have a full range of outcomes there for any player. And you can kind of go through some hypotheticals like in that situation, we went through one with Mike Davis, but you could also sort of ask yourself what happens in a scenario where DJ Moore, who just went down and practice today and hopefully is OK. But, you know, what if he's not OK? And then Terrace Marshall comes in and starts taking over a ton of work there in that offense. Then that could be a scenario where Terrace really rises to the top. And so uh, there's a lot of cool things you can do there. And obviously, um, you know, this comes preloaded with with sort of some assumptions there. But if you want to dig more into what you can expect from these players, you can go into our advanced stats hub as well and get to know sort of some, you know, some tendencies there for any of those players. In other words, like, you know, we ask you for a catch rate on every single player in the projection builder. And it comes obviously in there with a number, but you may not necessarily know what a good looking projection uh, looks like there. So if you go to analytics by season here in the uh, advanced stats hub, we can actually pull on that particular stat. So whereas our display options are currently pulling in pass attempts, we could actually go in there and unhighlight pass attempts and change that um, to targets and receptions and get some pretty cool informations there. So um, you know, obviously a catch rate is simply the number of receptions per target. And so here you go, we look in here and you can have a, a full look at, um, you know, here at the top of the board here, um, you see exactly how many receptions on how many targets A.J. Brown had last year, for example. And that can give you a little bit of a uh, indicator as to what some of the best players look like in terms of catch rate and, and some of the others as well. So lots of free tools for you to play around with. We have best ball rankings, season long rankings. We have our own projections that are downloadable. You go check in on all of that. You can modify your own projections. So a lot of stuff. I mean, we're really giving away the farm there for free for season-long players. Yeah, so one of the big things that when we spoke about trying to build these cool tools in the advanced stats hub that we're on right now was I remember like, 10, maybe even like 12 years ago when I wanted to build not necessarily like a model per se, but there's a certain set of stats that I wanted to see for baseball. So I would go in and make this customizable chart for myself on fan graphs and just load it up and be like, oh, there's the war. There's the FIP. Here's the strikeout rate for pitchers. And then I would have hitting ones as well with like batting average of balls in play. I think that this is going to be an invaluable source throughout the course of the season because you can select all the weeks that you want to see too. And Justin, how often is this going to update within the season so if we're in week four but let's say I want to take let's say you know the worst happens and Alan Robinson is out for the year and I just want mm -hmm. to see what happens with Darnell Mooney or whoever steps in as the wide receiver too how did that affect Cole Komet and let's say Alan Robinson missed weeks two three and four but he did play week one I can actually go and deselect week one have two three and four and go see what the target shares are for all of those I can go see what the catch rate is the amount of targets that they're receiving over that time frame so I can isolate parts of the season 
to kind of tell myself what I want. How are guys doing the last three weeks? Have has Did someone return from the offensive line? And, oh, I want to see how the rushing numbers now look now that their offensive line is fully healthy. Or if I just want to go take, hey, in games that the Steelers have won this year, let's say they're 5-5 five and five at one point and they're favored in the game in Week 11, then I can be like, oh, in their five wins, what do the players' stats look like versus what do their stats look like in the five games that they've lost? Is it more of a lean towards the run, rush game or is it more of a lean towards the pass game? So when can people expect the advanced stats hub to be updated within the season? Yeah, these are going to be weekly updates where, in fact, we actually fetch the data uh, nightly, but uh, the, the data does update once a week. We pull that from the NFL Fast Start database, which if anybody's like really big on analytics, Twitter, uh, NFL analytics, Twitter, you'll be familiar with the, the acronym NFL Fast R. Um, that is a really comprehensive database full of uh, really advanced tools, including some advanced metrics such as expected points and success rate and win probability added that can really sort of help you dive beyond the general box score numbers to dig in a little bit deeper. But, you know, you mentioned sort of tracking rush share and things like that, target share. This market share tracker that we're on right now is actually the best spot to be able to do that because, you, like you mentioned, you can select and deselect weeks in this view as well. You can see what happens when a certain player is out for an extended period of time. So here in this example, we see that in week nine, that was the week that Kenyon Drake missed. And you see Chase Edmonds got 68% of the rushing work there. It looks like DJ Foster might have gotten a single carry there. He's down there at the bottom for 3%. Uh, But overall, you see this is at least an indicator of what the Cardinals might look like in a situation where Chase Edmonds is a bell cow back. So that's obviously on the table now for this year. And then we can use that to sort of extrapolate out what we're going to expect year in, year out there in the in the in the Cardinals offense. Obviously having James Conner there now is, you know, maybe possibly taking over that old Kenyon Drake role. But uh, there's a lot of ways that can play out. But yeah, you mentioned sort of you know taking some injury opportunities and and seeing what certain splits look like. That market share tracker is a great place to do that. So I've just clicked into analytics by play. So you can can you describe a little bit because I know this is a lot really overwhelming. One of the things that we wanted to do, and again, these tools are going to be free throughout the course of the season. You just you know sign up for a free account and you get full access to all of these throughout all 18 weeks and the playoffs at runthesims.com. And I know that analytics Twitter is very familiar with a lot of this stuff. So what we've tried to do is take like all of this data and make it very easy to both find and search for one thing, but also make it a bit more digestible for everyone as well. So what am I looking at here when I'm in the analytics by play? Yeah, this is for the real sickos who have a, a real thing they want to try to uh, to nail down. Like, let's just say you were really interested in figuring out what does Washington tend to do on third and 10? Or excuse me, how about uh, third and three? Third and three is a really interesting example. So we can go down to down and distance there towards the bottom of our filters and set the down to third down and the distance to three. And we should have a, a pretty cool little listing there of exactly what we expect uh, Washington to do in that particular scenario. So here's all of our third and three plays for the year. looks like there's what, about six of them here on our screen. Um, And and actually, we're actually displaying pass attempts now. So um, this is going to show you uh, whether the team passed in that situation or not. So it, it gives you a little bit of information about 
um, what we're seeing in terms of what the team prefers to do. So here we, we didn't see any rush attempts, I don't believe. Um, we saw six pass attempts. So, you know, in a third and short situation here where a lot of teams are maybe closer to 50-50 on running the ball, uh, it looks like uh, Washington football team was six for six and passing the ball. So that's just like a one really specific example of how you could use this. But you can also see sort of how successful teams are in really specific situations. So I've obviously nailed a, a team with a specific down and distance, but you could sort of let your imagination go wild with what would you want that granular type of information for? And, and it's really kind of sky's the limit there in terms of you know what type of information you could pull. Yeah, and then you can even select the weeks that you want. We have all weeks selected right now, even throughout the playoffs, to see how that would end up working. So that's something that within the season you can kind of dig in. And like you said, this is for the real crazies who want to go in and <laughs> really figure out what teams are going to do from that specific margin. And maybe that doesn't mean anything to you in your season-long fantasy league. Maybe it's just, just, just of general interest. But whether you're playing season-long fantasy, whether you're playing daily fantasy, whether you're betting on games, especially with props, little micro-decisions like this can really play a lot into a player's rushing attempt total, a quarterback's passing attempt total, if they do have certain tendencies on certain downs and you think that they're going to be in a lot of those situations. So if teams are going up against a, a harder defense, then you're going to see like a lot of like third and seven to third and nine. What do teams generally do from that range on third down? And then you can kind of extrapolate that a little bit forward if you really want to get into it. Uh, I really just like the market share tracker, though. I think this is going to be awesome yeah. going forward, just, you know, rushing share of market uh, market share of rushing attempts and being able to track that week over week is it going up is it going down do we have guys who had injuries and how did that affect everyone i especially like how just kyler murray is in here and you can just see you can see when the injury happened really for him it happened in week 11 then he goes from like th almost above 30 every single week down to 15 his lowest of the season and then he tried mm -hmm. to get back up but he wasn't as efficient as we go and then in week 17 he barely ran the ball at all so and we saw a precipitous drop off in his fantasy numbers at that time as well so is there anything else in this free section of the advanced stats hub do you think that we can go through yeah i think that and, and then the raw stats weekly also is, is going to be an exact same view there except for in, instead of looking at it in terms of percentage of opportunity we're looking at it in cumulative counting stats there so kind of starts with with pass attempts there and dropbacks but you can obviously go in and include different teams you can include different statistics as well so if you just want to see like maybe rushing yards or something like that over that period of time uh, you can go in there and, and solve for those things. So this gives you a bunch of different opportunities to go in and, and see how teams are tracking and that sort of thing. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good tool as well. Like I'm on quarterback hits right now. Uh, and then we can kind of see what quarterbacks are taking a bit of damage. Although Kyler Murray is constantly running around. He wasn't getting hit as much as Matt Ryan was last year, as it turns out. It was, uh, it was almost double the rate for Matt Ryan than it was for Kyler Murray. Exactly. Yeah. Being able to be evasive in the pocket, quite a skill, it turns out. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's, I mean, that's really interesting stuff, too, because when we try to stream defenses week to week, that if I see that a quarterback is getting hit, that doesn't necessarily mean he's always getting sacked. But that means that there's a lot of pressure coming their way. And that's always the sort of defense that I like to target, whether you're streaming in your season long league, whether you're trying to find a cheap defense on DraftKings or whether you're just betting over under props on total sacks in a game, you'd have to think yeah. that quarterback hits, uh, even versus sacks, like we can go into sacks and see what's going on. So even though Matt 
Matt Ryan was getting, uh, we can see it kind of manifested itself in week four, where he took way more sacks uh, versus his quarterback hits than he did in almost any other game during the season. Then he got sacked eight times in week 11. So you know that if there's constant pressure being rained down on the quarterback, then all of a sudden that, you know, one of these weeks is going to lead to one of these spike sack weeks, and you can really cash in if you're playing the long game on this, or you find the right opponent who has a really good defensive line or a good blitz scheme that you can go up against these players. So these are the sorts of things that you can search for, and you can just, like I said, jump in for free at runthesims.com, and you can go play around with this. And if you do want to get the full season-long package, uh, you'll get a seven-day risk-free trial after you sign up. If you want to cancel after six days, you know, no hard feelings. You didn't like it. It wasn't for you. Uh, But we're pretty confident that, I mean, with this one, this one's completely free, so you can just jump into this anytime that you want. But when you get to the rest of the tools, then that is something that you'll want to probably go in on. All right, where should we go to next if we're navigating around? Because the projection builder uh, that we talked about, that's really good for building season-long rankings. But is this something that's going to be available week-to-week on the site? Yeah, so instead of it being available here, the most likely place that you'll get to it uh, next is actually in our simulator. So our simulator is set up for uh, daily fantasy use, but it really has tentacles that could exist uh, well beyond daily and into your season long weeks in terms of start sit decisions. And if you're interested in sort of projecting things out week to week, that would be the place to do it. So if we actually go in and click on, uh, you know, one of our main slates here, let's click on the DraftKings main slate. Um, you can actually get uh, essentially the same view that we just saw with the projection builder, which is where it's giving you all of the players and asking you for your assumptions on these situations. It's going to be the same thing, but on a weekly basis, And you'll actually be able to uh, run simulations on your projections and get your own projections at the end of this. So uh, we'll go back to the input screen and you can see it comes preloaded, obviously, with with all of the information as we expect it to happen here in week one. Now, granted, as we're recording this now, there is still a lot of time left between now and week one. And and this will change a lot once rosters are trimmed down to 53 people. But essentially, we can go in here and and make these same modifications. Like we think Miles Sanders is too low. We want to bump him up. Uh, We can do that there in the rushing market share section for Miles Sanders. Uh, You know, we think Kenneth Gainwell is actually not going to play week one, for example. Maybe you could do and just wipe him down to zero, yada, yada, yada. You can go in and make any changes that you want to. You know, we'll keep an eye on Devonta Smith's health. He seems to be tracking a little bit better, but, you know, perhaps he hits a little bit of a, a hiccup. We could go in there and, you know, knock him down. There's a lot of talk about Quez Watkins possibly being a rising star in training camp. Maybe he's the one who all these extra targets go to and we can bump him up, you know, just a little bit there. And so once we've made all our changes, we can just hit save and that'll persist from, you know, one session to the next. And then we can click run the Sims. And uh, as we do that, it just takes you know, less than 10 seconds. And what it's actually doing here, simulating all 13 games here on the DraftKings Classic main slate for you, and then spitting out optimal lineups based on your simulations. So here we see that Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey are our sort of clear top two players on this slate based on where they're priced, based on how they fit, based on where their ceiling exists relative to the other players. 
And then we can also click on your projections here. And then this is kind of where we're talking about. You can do weekly projections by basically running your own sims. And here we have it sortable by position, by stat category, however it is that you want it. And then you can click download CSV and it's all right there for you in an Excel file as well. So it's all pretty cool there. It's, it's just running, uh, you know, a, a thousand simulations of this slate for you and then spitting out optimal results, which I think is pretty cool. And this is going to be huge for both your daily fantasy process. It's going to be huge for your betting process, especially if you're getting into player props. And even for your season long, if you have a decision that you need to make and you want to see, and, or you have a certain assumption about how a game goes, as, as you can see in terms of the inputs, all of the Vegas spreads are in the games right now. So Buffalo is favored by seven points over Pittsburgh. So if you click on that game, you'll get the Pittsburgh and Buffalo side of the ball. So you have points scored, you have 21.5 points, uh, and here you have 28.0 points for the Buffalo Bills. But let's say you think that you know, Pittsburgh wins this game 27 to 24. You can just go in and change those numbers around. That will change your projections a lot. You might want to mess around with the pace or mess around with the rushing rate or whatever it might be. However, now all of a sudden the projections are going to tell you something different because you have personally went in and made an assumption on how this game is going to go. Right, Justin? Exactly. Yeah. So basically what you've done there is change how many touchdowns are implied to be scored in this game. So it's going to take uh, those touchdowns and farm them out differently to the players in your lineup. And so, you know, we've essentially dinged the or excuse me, bumped up the Steelers here. And so we should see, you know, markedly better projections uh, for them. And that's going to help out Najee Harris, for example, who um, you know, is going to be uh, more or less a, a touchdown hog there on the ground for Pittsburgh. And so when we hit run the Sims again, this time we'll expect to see those guys run uh, a little bit higher up. We should see a few more Steelers pop up because they'll now have these spike touchdown games a little bit more likely to happen. Now, granted that may not have been a big enough adjustment to really have anybody like come all the way up to the top. However, you get really, uh, you know, you can get kind of fancy with this and um, you know, sort of trick the machine into doing different things that you want to get them to, uh, to bump these players all the way up. Uh, and so, yeah, in this situation, yeah, it bumped Najee Harris up a few spots, not, not a ton of spots, but it basically helped out his touchdown upside. But you know, if we wanted to really bump Najee up, maybe we actually give him a little bit more touchdown market share in this, in this particular game. Maybe we think he's actually closer to say 75% of the Steelers rushing touchdowns. So if we go to rushing touchdown market share and change that to 75, and then we sort of rerun the Sims there. And we'll, up the, we we'll, should... and we'll up the rushing uh, rushing touchdown ratio, too. We'll call it a 50-50 split of the touchdowns exactly. that are scored that are going to the running back if you think that's how the Steelers are going to score in this game against the Bills, which is a pretty logical assumption, I think. Like, if we now have the Steelers to win, I would guess that their rush rate is much higher than 43%. It's probably up around, like, 48% in this type of game. Maybe their pace slows a little bit, and they only run 60 plays instead of 62 plays. But now we're at a situation where we save it, and then we go and we can, oh, we don't, we have something off here. Oh, yes, I have 110% listed in touchdown market share. So I'm sorry, Kalen Balaj, you're down to 0.3%. And now we've saved ourselves back down to 100. Now we can save it. Now we can run the Sims again and go through it. Now, during the season, Justin, this is going to be behind the paywall, correct? That's correct. So, yeah, you can obviously see it currently with a seven day free trial, but uh, you are going to have to pay the piper to see any of our DFS tools throughout the course of the season. So 
as you can see, still not quite enough to get him to pop all the way to the top of the list, but perhaps he is raising up just a little bit here. Um, and there's Najee there. Uh, still only six tenths of a rushing touchdown there for Najee. Oh, um, I, 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 I know what I did. <laughs> uh, I didn't bump him up enough in terms of the rushing uh, in the rushing share of. Uh, let's see here. Let's bump him up to 75% because that's probably where we want to be at with him. And we'll just go like 1% for McFarlane. 1% for Snell and 1% for Bellage and see where we're at now. We're at 91%. All right, so we can bump these guys back up to like four and then we'll call him 79%. We'll see if this has a, no, so 98%. That should work for us and we'll even get him a bit more involved in the passing game, bumping up to 11%, drop him down to zero, drop him down to one. I just like messing around with all these numbers just to see with like the different style of games uh, that we're going to see from all of this. So now let's save those numbers. Make sure that they're locked in and saved. We'll run the Sims again to see if we can get Najee Harris to bump up. Can you explain how the simulations work to people at the same time? Yeah, exactly. Um, so basically what it's doing here ah, is... There we go. There's, there he is. What a, what a beast. <laughs> so he's, he's bumping up there in, in the projections. And essentially what it's doing is, is taking this information that you've provided and it's going play by play through every game on the entire slate. And so uh, it's going to go essentially think about it like running a Madden simulation. That's what it's doing is it's running a game of Madden based on the inputs that you have provided. And so it's going play by play one by one and saying, um, you know, you know, play number one, Najee Harris, four yard rush, no touchdown play number two, Ben Roethlisberger pass incomplete to Juju Smith-Schuster. You know, it's going sequentially through an entire game. And then it's doing that for you here on this screen a thousand times. For us behind the curtain, 10,000 times to get some really powerful data there. And it's then logging all of these results for you. So you're getting like a true, uh, true accurate projection based on how the game is supposed to you know, flow out based on what you've told it that it's most likely to do. So what's the difference, like, when we talk about optimal results, what exactly yeah. are we talking about here? The amount of times that these players are going to be involved in the optimal lineup on DraftKings? Exactly. So we've selected the DraftKings Classic main slate here, which is the 13-game slate on DraftKings. It's the, it's the Sunday afternoon, uh, 1 o'clock games and 4 o'clock games if you're living on the East Coast. And um, it, it's basically saying, all right, we, we ran that we ran simulation number one of all 13 games. And this was the number one best lineup in that run of simulations. And then we're going to simulation number two. And what was the best lineup that could have been made in that one? And then all the way through, through a thousand different lineups and saying, how often are these players popping up in the best possible lineup? And guess what? The best players pop up in the best lineups quite frequently. And so it gives us a really key piece of information that I've just not seen anyone else throwing out there. And this is what, uh, you know, I would call this efficient ownership, um, you know, if we're talking about it from a DFS perspective. So here we see that Alvin Kamara is 24.6% owned, or excuse me, 24.6% likely to be in the nut lineup in this DraftKings slate. Now we can use that to compare to what his actual ownership is and then make some decisions about whether we want Alvin Kamara to be in our lineup or not. And I think that typically it's, it's not always like as easy as saying, well, he's 40% owned. 
uh, in DraftKings, so we want to fade him, or he's 10% owned, so we want to smash him or whatever. Sometimes it could be a bit more nuanced than that, but what we've essentially said is that Alvin Kamara is uh, objectively a great play, right? Um, and then we have to make you know, sort of decisions based on how that relates to what his ownership projects to be for the week. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting way of looking at it is if what is his projected ownership? What is his optimal percentage? And not, listen, you don't, not very often are you going to hit an optimal lineup, but knowing that these are the names floating around, especially at these different price points. Now the good players, and obviously we've bumped up Najee Harris, and that's what you can do with the inputs that you put in. If you have certain leans on certain things and you don't see it the same way as the projections or you don't see it the same way as Vegas, you can go tailor all of your inputs for all of the games on that slate in order to bump people up. If you think that you know, it's going to be two a time against the Patriots, I mean, they're two and a half point underdogs in week one. If you think they should be seven point favorites and they're going to score a bunch of points in this game well you can go pump up to it and see how that affects the optimal results you just saw what we just did with Najee Harris and how we can get him up to number two just by upping his market share a little bit making the assumption that the Steelers beat the Bills now I don't think that the Steelers are going to beat the Bills at least right now going through it but if they were to beat the Bills who would be the biggest benefactor of that then you can run it and see and then you know you can reset all of your projections back to the baseline and work off of everything from there as well just Reset them back, click save. Next time you come back, it's going to be fine. This summer bespoke post is here to take your adventure to the next level with a new line of must-have box of awesome collections. Bespoke Post partners with small businesses and emerging brands to bring you the most unique goods every single month. I got my box of awesome, and frankly, the bag is the huge selling point, but there was just a collection of awesome things inside of it. There was a knife inside of mine. I got an outdoorsy one, but this bag is going to probably be in my life for the next 20 years now because it's the perfect size. It's not too big, it's not too small, but it has good girth to it or good gainth, and it just holds an awful lot of stuff. So when I have to travel, I'm going overnight, that's what I got in my box of awesome. And the great thing was that it was filled with stuff when it came to, so no matter what you're into box of awesome has you covered from travel to outdoor gear to breezy summer styles and grooming goods box of awesome has collections for every part of your life to get started take the quiz at boxofawesome.com your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you they release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories it's free to sign up and you can skip a month or cancel anytime each box only costs 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear inside. And you can get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the promo code PME at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com code PME for 20% off your first box. If you just wanted to look at the Dallas, uh, the Dallas and Tampa Bay game on Thursday night, the opening game, and you can make a lot of different different assumptions. And Justin, this is how you won all of the money on daily fantasy showdown slates, isn't it? With using tools like this. Yeah, exactly. This was this was the tool. It did not exist in a really pretty user interactive format like this. Uh, it was just a, a really nerdy uh, R file uh, back in the day. But basically, yeah, this is it turned into a uh, a, a user facing tool. And so it's it's basically uh, I can't begin to tell you how powerful this is for a short slate such as a showdown slate because. What you're actually going to get here on this showdown slate that's really cool 
are actual lineups that you can play in your contest. So you can obviously make any modifications you want, but I will say like if, if the making modifications thing kind of scares you or turns you off at all, just know that like it comes preloaded with pretty good information. Like this is uh, the thing that I'm combing over throughout the course of the week to make sure it's accurate because that's what I'm playing off of uh, for the week as well. So uh, you can feel confident that it's going to have solid information in it. So you can just click run the Sims right off the bat without making any changes if you want and have a, a really cool understanding of, of what that looks like. So if we do that, we're going to get our optimal results pop up here in just a few seconds. We're going to get on our showdown slates, we're actually able to do 5,000 simulations here. And you'll see the format uh, is a little bit different here where we've got the captain and the flex exposure. So if you're if you're familiar with playing um, Showdown DFS on DraftKings, FanDuel, Yahoo, wherever, uh, you'll be familiar with the, the captain format here. Where in this situation, it looks like we're you know north of twenty percent captain. Uh, exposure here for Dak Prescott, over 50% flex exposure. It makes him look like he's you know, obviously a really strong play here for the Thursday night opener. And then what's even beyond that, you can see that for every player there, but you can also click on your custom lineups. And basically it's going to show you, um, you know, your own lineups, your own optimal lineups sorted by how often they've repeated each other in the course of the, the 5,000 simulations here. So you can see that our best two lineups there towards the top. Dak Prescott in the captain with Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, Blake Jarwin, Ezekiel Elliott, and then Ronald Jones uh, bringing it back there for Tampa. So it's pretty much a Cowboys onslaught, a 5-1 Cowboys stack here. The total's up to exactly 50K. It happens 13 out of 5,000 times. And so we can essentially make an assumption about whether or not that's actually a good lineup for us to play. And I think I would argue that if something happens as like the best possible scenario, 13 out of 5,000 times, that's actually a pretty strong uh, percentage in terms of, of, of win equity up top for a showdown slate. So uh, while that obviously looks like something that could also be highly duplicated, um, you know, we, we may actually still have enough expected value to play that lineup. And this is downloadable directly into a CSV that you can throw directly into DraftKings. So if you're uh, a mass entry specialist such as myself, uh, you can go in there and just essentially uh, drop and plug that directly into DraftKings, which is really cool. But there's, you know, obviously you can go in and pick which lineups you think look good, but they are all sorted in order of most likely to happen to least likely to happen. So at the moment, we don't have, obviously, the slates available for us to go in and try to simulate because there's going to be early Sunday games. There's going to be a late Sunday slate. There's going to be all of the different showdown ones that you can get into as well. Like we have this Thursday to Monday salary test that's in there right now as well. That has all 16 games on the slate if you want to go in and try to project out players for week ones and based on your assumptions. But sometimes what I like to do is actually just go in and run the Sims and just see what the projections give me. This is one of my favorite things to do every single week. So before each week, before I make my rankings, before I really start to do my research, I just want to see what the baseline rankings say. And you can amend all of this stuff as well. So if Kamara is injured on a Sunday night and we have the next week slate up, you can just put him at 0%. You can elevate Latavius Murray or whoever it is that you think is going to get the market share. That's really good for waiver wire pickups too. If you see someone stepping in and you think you can project out their market share in the following weeks and be like, okay, well, you know, Michael Thomas isn't due back until week eight, let's say. How is that going to affect Traquan? How is that going to affect... 
Marquez Callaway. Oh, they just signed Kevin White. Now, we don't have a high assumption of Kevin White, but if you do and you want to go pick him up off the waiver wire and be like, oh, I think that he's going to get around like a 15% market share on the Saints. And then you can just run it for that week to see if he's actually a viable pickup for you in a certain matchup or not. So this is what we're seeing for week one right now. And like you said, Justin, earlier on that this is going to be a situation where the Information is going to get a bit more accurate the closer that we get to the season. In full disclosure, we're filming this three weeks out from week one. So when you're like two days two days out from week one, or if you're on a Sunday morning or a Saturday evening, I mean, it, once you know the inactives on Sunday, as you can see, the simulation time doesn't take all that long. So you can just go run everything that way too. Once you know who's in, who's out, then you can make your own assumptions that way. You can have your baseline assumptions going in. That's why the save tool is so key in the circumstance that you can go in, prep for your lineups for the week, prep for your decisions for the week, come back to it. And then the adjustments aren't going to take that long, are they? Exactly. Yeah. I honestly can't believe how fast that process has gotten. This is a process that took me an hour last year to run every single time. And so we've obviously sped that up to less than 10 seconds, which is really unbelievable. So yeah, go in there and and essentially use that live uh, and sort of on the fly. And I, I imagine we'll see a lot of usage here on site on Sunday mornings as the inactives come out. We'll be obviously making our changes as well, uh, according to those reports. But yeah, I can't begin to tell you how big of a deal those inactives are and not just for, you know, um, a major injury. Like, you know, Dalvin Cook was questionable and now he's out. Like, of course, that's huge. And that impacts like literally the entire slate. But, you know, even like that number two tight end being out, you know, or some some running back is a surprise inactive, like allocating the 5% of rushing share that we had projected for that guy and giving it to the lead running back now all of a sudden puts that guy in a different pedestal. And so, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of different nuance that goes along with, you know, making sure the projections are accurate. So um, yeah, obviously you can just trust the information that's coming in on the site or you can get creative and, and think for yourself. And I think, you know, you, you've kind of alluded to this, Pat, like, Thinking for yourself and coming up with your own conclusions that are different from the consensus is like a key for winning fantasy football, especially daily, but also for your season long leagues as well. When you're making your own start sit decisions for the week, like uh, being able to think differently and seeing a different path to success that others don't see is obviously super helpful. Yeah, so let's say that you get a good beat on what is happening with the Cowboys during the preseason. You're like, man, Cooper still looks a bit banged up. I don't know how great he's going to be in week one. In fact, I think he's going to be somewhat limited, or maybe he draws the really bad matchup uh, against Tampa Bay, and you're like, you know what? They're probably just not going to throw to him all that much, so we're going to bump him down to a 10% market share. Now we have 11% to check around at other guys. It's like, well, geez, Lamb is probably going to get a big boost in terms of that, so let's bump him up to 26, and if Gallup is going to be the third guy and this is just a hypothetical situation obviously but now we've realigned the market share and we already know that the onslaught for the cowboys is going to be so huge just based on what we saw from the optimal lineups that were presented to us when we ran those simulations but now we've adjusted the numbers a little bit so now we're going to take away the touchdown share from him too we'll put him down to 10 percent for that as well Oh, I mean, I'm getting the non, the non bread is coming out for me. So you got always got to, <laughs> always got to watch out for your inputs. So we'll go up to 23% for lamb is going to make lamb really good on this slate, but it should, it, it will make Gallup more valuable than Cooper. If that's the assumption that you want to take you know, the combination of him being limped up, him still probably drawing either first or secondary coverage and knowing that Gallup just simply will not. And that you think that lamb can overcome that. Now, all of a sudden we have these assumptions and we run the Sims. We can go find those players and just see how 
they rate out according to that. So if you have Gallup on your bench, but you think this is the situation that you're going to get yourself into, you can now go into your projections, go to wide receiver. It's already sorted by points right now. So we'll go to Gallup. Where does Gallup rate? Well, Gallup, I mean, see, you're, you're another one. Your projections love Chenault. Of course they do. Everyone, everyone on the internet just loves Chenault, apparently, besides me. But if you had Julio versus Gallup, we know that Julio is dealing with an injury, and we've just seen what this does to Gallup. So Gallup's actually, you know, a top 25 option based on those parameters. He would see... Yeah, look what you did to C.D. Lamb there at the same time. He was all the way up at the top of the screen, I believe, as the wide receiver two for the week. He would end up becoming the wide receiver two for the week, and then you have Amari Cooper, who's down at 6.7 points. So is this telling us the median outcome projection uh, in this situation? Obviously, this isn't you know, range finding at this point. <laughs> yeah, this is actually giving you the average. So it's it's uh, obviously a, a nerdy differentiation between average and median, but obviously, so it's it's taking in the upper end outliers and, and averaging that in. So you're getting you're getting a true average for what we're expecting uh, each of those players. So let's should we jump into the optimizer? Do you think, or should we jump yeah, into the or should, or should we go into the range finder or under the DFS section? What do you think the next logical spot is to go to? Yeah, I, I think the optimizer because that's going to look and feel a lot like this simulator in terms of the way it's laid out as well. And, and if you've played with optimizers before, like on other sites, this should feel relatively familiar, but it should also be functioning. Uh, slightly differently as well. So there's a lot of bells and whistles here. And we've got some demo videos up on site at runthesims.com. Matter of fact, if you just hover over dashboard, you'll see that there's some how-to tutorials there, uh, right there from the homepage. So that's how you would get there. But basically, um, you know, here in the optimizer, what I love about it the most, I think right now, is the fact that you can essentially uh, optimize off of multiple projection sets. So you don't have to just choose like the, the baseline tournament projections, which are, which come in there preloaded, but you could also um, choose to do the 75th percentile outcomes for these players or the ceiling outcomes for these players. So you'll see there, there's, uh, there's columns for, for a variety and they're all underlined in terms of the text at the bottom of in the player pool in the bottom of the screen. Um, so that those underlined columns are all different, projection sets. And so like, let's just say we wanted to use ceiling projections. We could click that double right arrow there, uh, right beside projection ceiling. Yep. And then that's going to go directly into our projections uh, for the week. And so that's going to, uh, we're then going to be essentially lineup building off of that projection set. So do you think that's a better idea in terms of daily fantasy, building off the ceiling projections, if you're trying to play GPPs and mass enter a lot? Because you're going to deal with some volatility in this, although the best players obviously have the best ceiling projections, then you can see what their floor projections are as opposed to it. But like someone like Kelsey has a really wide range of outcomes, just depending on how the flow of that game goes, uh, where someone, you know, quarterbacks are going to be a little bit higher. So that's the quarterback, anyone who revol who involves, you know, the receiving game to really establish their ceiling is likely going to have to have a lower floor just depending on the outcome of that game. If it's a blowout and they don't get their points early, chances are that they're susceptible to a really bad game potentially. So that's factored into the floor projections as well. But do you think it's best off to use the ceiling projections or the 75 percentile projections uh, when yeah, you're trying to build I love you like the 75? Yeah, I love the 75th percentile because it, it doesn't assume too much out of your guys. Like I think a lot of times as DFS players, we keep thinking like we need 
like ceiling outcome, like true top of outcomes for every single player in our lineup. And that's just not true. Um, you know, and, and you're never going to hit it. Like if you needed essentially the 90th percentile for every player in your lineup, you may as well forget about ever finishing first place because it's, it, that tends to never happen. So 75th percentile helps us sort of link up the floor and ceiling and essentially like it allows those receivers the opportunity to say like, okay, what does a good game look like for those? Uh, because the receivers and the tight ends are the two positions that, you know, they need some things to go right. They need a, a heavy target game. They need a hyper-efficient game. You know, at least the running backs and quarterbacks have opportunity after opportunity to produce, but receivers and tight ends need a little bit more um, assumption that things went correctly for them to be essentially popping up the way we want them to. So we, we throw in the 75th percentile there. We can obviously generate lineups, but you know, there's, there's a number of other things that you can choose to do. Um, it would probably take a long time for us to go into everything you could do here on the screen, but let me just show you what you're looking at here. You obviously have a projection text box there towards the right. Uh, down that column. And you can go in there and obviously you can import in whichever projection set you want to work with, but you can also override it there as well. So if you thought it, you know, Alvin Kamara, you know, maybe should just be, you know, 37 fantasy points or 27 fantasy points or whatever the number was, you can modify it right there. And that'll be the number we use to, to build lineups with. You can also set exposure limits to players. And so you see it comes preloaded with a minimum of zero, maximum of 40%. Uh, of any player in any lineup there, but you can obviously uh, change those numbers around as well. You can also lock a player in that guarantees he'll be in all of your lineups, or you can exclude a player, which guarantees he'll be in none of your lineups. And so you can obviously choose to, to bring them back and forth there with the button you just showed. So um, th there's a lot of different ways just right there on the main screen that you can try to get the lineups you want. So it depends on how many lineups you're trying to build and what type of contest you're trying to build them for. But there's um, you know, a lot of different ways to go here. You know, if you're building tournament lineups, let's just say you're playing a 20 max tournament on DraftKings, you know, you can go into your settings and set the number of lineups down from 100 down to 20. And uh, you know, it can be a little bit tough to get right on the number. You can use your left, right keypad if you get stuck and, and key in on exactly the right number there. But then also you can modify the number of unique players uh, appearing in any of your lineups. So maybe if you're only playing 20 lineups, you may want to have like a large number, like three uh, unique players in each lineup. You don't want like the same seven guys repeating over and over and over again with just you know, two one-offs or, or whatever. You can control your global max exposure. You can control uh, which positions are going to appear in the flex. And you can also, we just added this new section called positional priorities, which is essentially a way to sort of trick the optimizer into getting the types of lineups you want by prioritizing different positions. So essentially, if you say, well, let's turn running back all the way up, these exist on a scale of one to three. If you just turn it all the way up to three there, you're going to get lineups that really spend a lot of the money there on the running back position. And so you'll be getting some of the best projected players there at running back and then getting sort of what's left there for the other one. So if you do have preferences there, you can adjust them. Otherwise you can leave them default at two, but you click generate lineups there and we're going to get exactly the types of lineups that we've requested. And so we're still building out features and stuff to make this even better. But to me, it's already, you know, up there for, as far as, you know, some of the best options in terms of, of optimizers on the market because of what, are the, you know, the unique things that it can do, the unique things it can incorporate. So right now we've got 
you know, the, the exact number of lineups that we've requested, we can download those and then have them in a nice, friendly, exportable format for DraftKings. We can upload them right away. And then you also have a, uh, a running exposure list of the players that are in your lineups there as well. Um, so it's pretty cool. Um, you can obviously do quite a bit here with the projections. Um, go in there and, and uh, mess around with a bunch of different numbers. And uh, it's, it, to me, it's, it does quite a bit to help you get the type of lineups that you'd want in the tournament. So once again, you can go into the how to use our apps if you want to figure out how to use it a little bit better. It's more concise. It's shorter than sitting down and watching an hour-long show. But you can also find stacks that you want to use in your lineups as well, right? Exactly. Yep. So you can get to that from the stacks tab or even from the player pool tab. But um, you would just click on whichever game it was that you were interested in there. So let's just say... Um, we really thought this Vikings Bengals game could shoot out, right? So um, we could click there on that game, and you know, which side do we want to stack up here, Pat? We want the Vikings side or the or the uh, or the Bengals side? I, I think we want to stack. I mean, you know how big I am on Jamar Chase, so I, I think that we should go yeah. with uh, with the Bengals side. Okay, so you know, we obviously are playing Burrow in this instance, so we've we've locked him in there. And I think we're going to want to make sure that we pair him with at least two pass catchers, right, to, to hit his true ceiling, wouldn't you say? I would think so, yes. Do we want to go with the tight end or do we want to call it three? Do we want to call it, sorry, I'm clicking on running backs. Do we want to go with three wide receivers or just two wide receivers? Just two? You had it right, you had it right to start with, Pat, there. Um, the, 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 the description's off to the right of the box. Oh, yeah, um, I'm an idiot. There we go. So, yeah, we'll, go with, we'll go with two. We probably won't go with Mixon, right? We probably don't want a running back. We probably want a running back coming back or a pass catcher coming back if we're really going to go crazy stack on this game, right? That's right. Exactly. So here we've essentially asked for a quarterback from Cincy with two wide receivers and um, one running back and one uh, any position or any pass catcher there from the Vikings. Uh, we'll click find stacks and see what it comes up with. And there we have it. We've got um, Burrow, Chase, Higgins, Cook, Jefferson as the best stack on the board, and uh, deservedly so, right? I mean, those are some pretty stellar names. Yeah, and to be perfectly fair, we're looking at the the test slate right now, which aren't real pricing. So don't don't expect this to be the pricing okay. at this point. <laughs> exactly. So you find the stacks that you like, and obviously we have 35 pages worth of possible stacks here, but um, you know, we would just maybe go to the ones that we thought projected the best. And yeah, well, let's, let, let, let's say I like this one right here, Burrow, Chase, Boyd, yeah. Cook, and Jefferson. What do I do with this now? Yep. So now you want to make sure that you are uh, essentially forcing the optimizer to listen to it, right? So you want to dedicate a number, uh, an amount of exposure in your lineups to that. So let's just say maybe you wanted it to be, you know, 50% of your lineups. Uh, you wanted to be this one particular stack. You could set that and, you know, use your left, right arrow key if you need to, uh, to hone in. But um, you can now essentially what we're going to do is the, the optimizer is, is forced to give you 50% of the lineups that you requested are going to contain that stack right there. And, and, and so you could also. So let's al let's also say that, yeah, this is my main stack that I like the best. Burrow, Chase, Boyd, Cook, Jefferson. That gets me away because I, I would expect in this hypothetical situation, T. Higgins to be a bit more popular than Tyler Boyd. So that's the assumption that we'll go with. Then I want to play this go. other stack as well. It's Burrow and Chase still with Boyd, but it's Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen instead of Justin Jefferson in that spot. So now I have that set at 15%. So 50%, 15%. If I So do I just go to generate lineups right now and see what it spits yep. out? 
Exactly. Yeah. And if you ever wanted to add more stacks, you can come back in and do that. Well, let's move to the rangefinder now that we're out of stacks and see what that pops up for us. So this is one tool that I really like, uh, whether it be in player props or whether it be in terms of head-to-head -head season long, uh, different stuff that we can go out. So if we say half point PPR, that's what we want to go in. And we want to compare, like we said, uh, Amari Cooper against, uh, let's say even CD Lamb for week one. Let's say for whatever reason, you have both those guys on your team and you're not playing them both for some weird reason. But let's say that's the decision that you have to make in your flex spot. Your team is that good. You built up an awesome team and keeper. You can find in the fantasy point range, range finder a visualization of everything that you'll want to see moving forward. So you can see just the overall range of outcomes on everyone. When they're in their 10th percentile, well, CD Lamb does a little bit better by 0.2 points. But at the very high end, based on what we see, 90 percentile that Amari Cooper is going to end up coming out on top. So these are two very similar players. So you're going to see very similar results. The medium projection for CD Lamb is a 0.1 fantasy points higher. So maybe you want to take this in a different situation when we deal with some more higher upside, higher A dot players versus let's say the quote unquote safe target floor players. But what goes into this, Justin? Yeah, and, uh, and you've picked one here that's almost a coin flip here. And th that win rate column to me is sort of what I would use as a general rule for you know how I want to pick you know which player there in that situation to, to play. But essentially, it's it's taking the simulations that we've already run behind the curtain and then saying, well, how does that compare from one player to the next? And then you know, obviously, not only can you compare compare one player at a time, you can compare two players at a time as well if you wanted to. Um, so, like maybe in, in side one, your options are Cooper plus Antonio Gibson. Um, so we could key in Gibson there and add him to the to the list. And then on our other side, perhaps it's CD Lamb plus uh, Dalvin Cook. And so if, if, if for whatever reason you had, you know, sort of a, a 2v2 type of scenario unfold, that would be how you'd get to that. You can click two players on either side of the equation. You actually go up to nine players on this here. And now you see that when we add both of those options to each other, there does become a really clear runaway side. And that's the Dalvin Cook CD Lamb side. It's now a 68-32 proposition to get there. But, um, you know, I, I think this is really helpful for start sit tools for your season long players as well. Um, I think maybe a really sort of exaggerated example might be comparing a running back against a receiver. So maybe we could actually do, um, you know, let's, let's just say it's Amari Cooper versus Antonio Gibson. There we go. Let's do that. So we select Gibson on the first side and then Cooper on the other side. And then you'll get a really clear um, understanding of the difference between those two players and sort of what their graphs kind of look like. And you see, obviously Gibson projects out better. Um, and, and in this case actually has a better uh, sort of upside case than Cooper, given how big his role is in the Washington offense. But the shape of the graph just generally looks different for the two positions. Yeah, you can see that it's much safer and much flatter across these range close to the median outcome for Antonio Gibson, where you know Cooper is more likely to fall short of his median projection a lot of the time. And then it kind of drops off down a hill. But 
as we can see, he can get up like his initial floor is going to be just a little bit higher, but then it starts coming down towards that median where you're going to get a lot of outcomes right around the median for Antonio Gibson and sort of flat going into it. So he just has a, a wider floor into this situation and he has a 57% win rate in the situation as well. So you can use that for season long, like deeper flex is really where this comes in. If you have a Marvin Jones versus a Rashad Bateman when he comes back and you really want to take a look at those. One thing that I've really liked this for so far is the 2v2 on DraftKings. So I set it up as you know, DraftKings scoring, or I have this much salary left, and here are the players that I'm considering for it. I can go, like, high end if I want to go with Antonio Gibson and Jamar Chase, for example. We can type in Jamar Chase. And then Amari Cooper and who would someone be equivalent to them? Let's say Adam Thielen, someone like that. Let's say those two salaries work out to be exactly the same when you add them both together. But what is the better outcome for me into this situation when I pair those two players together? And this visualization will give me a better look and the range of outcomes for that pairing at the same time. So it's pretty close. Thielen and Cooper win 56.6% of the time. So again, it's a true coin flip. And we're using the, uh, although you get Gibson and Chase for a whole lot cheaper. So you even add like a third person to that if you want and really distribute it differently but you can just see how good gibson and chase are versus thielen and cooper just looking at the two salaries as well like you save almost five thousand dollars with these two and they project out almost the same don't they yeah exactly so you you found a pretty good salary savings argument here for your first option even though they come in just under 50 percent on win rate like you're basically saying that these are the same two combinations right like i mean they're, they're going to score very very similarly uh in their pathway to points and yet you've done it for what for almost 5k cheaper that's that's awesome so let's jump over to the player props at the same time because this is one that i saw a bit earlier it was brandon Ayuk. For a week one receiving yards, he was 64.5 over under receiving yards. So in the over juice and the under juice, I would guess that that number will be you know, pounded to the over. So they usually take 20 cents on each bet. So that would make it you know, minus 120 for the over and about even money and exactly even money for the under. That's just an assumption that we're making because uh, you'll be able to see this once we run the visualization of how this is going to look for prop betting at the same time. So you just calculate that up and all of a sudden this is now what we're looking at. So what are we seeing here at the bottom, Justin? Yeah. So what you're seeing first is the implied odds. And what that means is that's based on the juice that you've just keyed in. You've tied it in minus 120 for the over and minus 100 or even money for the under. And that's basically saying this is the benchmark that we need to get to in order to be able to have a good bet. You know, in other words, to hit that over, if we want to bet that over, we need to be winning it at least 54 and a half percent of the time. And to hit the under, we need to be winning at least 50% of the time. And of course, that doesn't add up to 100%. That's how Vegas makes their money. Um, you know, we want to we want to beat whatever odds uh, are on the side that we want to bet. And so what we see here is that the actual odds on the under are 67.4%. In other words, we would tend to think that Brandon Ayuk would not even hit that 64.5% line approximately two-thirds of the time. So we've got a pretty good bet here. And I think one thing you'll notice if you're playing around with the player props, you'd think like, this thing gives me a lot of unders. And I think that's for good reason because unders tend to be a place where there's a lot of value in betting because everybody wants to smash overs, right, Pat? Of course, that's exactly what I want to do. You very rarely... Betting on unders is no fun because... 
I mean, it's the ultimate sweat because you're betting against stuff happening. So you're sitting there, like you can hit your over in the first quarter and be like, oh man, that's great. I cashed that bet. Raheem Mostert broke off a 70-yard run. He hit his over of 69 and a half. And now we, oh, he just got hurt for the game. So he's not even coming back in. He's going to go cash that money where if it's the under, it's like, man, I hope he doesn't break a seven-yard gain here. I hope Ayuk doesn't see this target 31 yards downfield and miraculously calls it in. Like the under sweat is so much different than an over sweat. I understand why people, and people like betting on scoring and action. It's more fun to bet overs. Although you're right. Unders are usually the bet on these things. Yeah. If you blindly bet unders over the last five years on player props, you'd, you'd be a profitable player. Like uh, we, my, our own uh, Matt Blair from run the Sims has done some research on that and it's, it's pretty phenomenal. Um, but of course, nobody wants to do that because it's like a, a sphincter clinching Sunday afternoon as you're just watching all of your players uh, you know, <laughs> hang on to their unders. Cause obviously that you start out winning and you're just praying you don't lose by the end. So there's a lot of cool things that you can do. Uh, yeah, here in the in the app, you can type in pretty much any stat category on any player. Um, you can customize it to whatever odds it are, it is that you're seeing, and so you'll get a full distribution for whatever it is that you're interested in. Um, you know, obviously that's cool for uh, what you're doing on Prize Picks right now, Pat, uh, because they're setting lines uh, for a variety of different stat categories that we all offer here on site. Yeah, so you can just go into that, see what the over-under is on the fantasy props for rushing and receiving, and just make that the thing that you're just like, oh yeah, I might even just blindly do that. I might invest like 500 bucks and then you know, play 100 bucks a week, play 10 separate ones, and just see how that ends up manifesting itself and you know, use the tools, trust the tools, and I bet you that the unders is going to come in a lot of the time when we're going through that. And maybe I'll do the same thing at DraftKings Sportsbook as well, where I'll just go on and I'll you know, throw in a thousand bucks for the year, play a hundred dollars a week, or maybe try to pick five player props, 20 bucks each, just to test it out to see how it's working. You know, if it is working really well, maybe I'll start upping my wagers from time to time. But I think that being able to factor in the juice on either side of these odds is going to be really huge. So if you do want the prize picks, you can check that out fully on Fantasy Football Picks and Bets on Mayo Media Network. You can download the podcast. You can watch the video and see the visualizations of all of this stuff. That's up on that feed. And on this feed, we're going to be talking about you know, spread bets. We're going to be talking about fantasy. We're going to be talking about player props on DraftKings Sportsbook. So this tool, no matter where you're using it, what site you're using it at, can really be a huge advantage if this is something that you want to do. And like, when we go back and we look at the Kelly Criterion, can you explain the Kelly Criterion just a little bit for people? Yeah, for sure. So Kelly Criterion is uh, essentially a bankroll management uh, metric. And essentially what it's designed to do is help you understand how aggressive different wagers should be. And you know, let's think about you want to bet on coin toss at the Super Bowl, right? And it's, you know, each sports book's willing to hang a minus 105 line on heads or tails. Well, we know that's a 50-50 proposition. It's a negative EV bet. Kelly Criterion would tell us don't bet on that. Like it's not a good bet. Um, it, it would be a negative number associated with that. But let's just say all of a sudden it changed and you could get plus 105 on heads, right? Well, now all of a sudden we, we've got a positive EV bet that we can make. So Kelly Criterion tells us what percentage of our bankroll we should feel comfortable allocating towards that particular bet. So, you know, we're getting, you know, essentially a plus 105. We're going to be getting essentially a 2% edge on that bet. Um, you know, Kelly Criterion would then weigh in on exactly 
um, how much of our bankroll that should proportionally allocate out to. So it's a way to sort of mitigate your bankroll and, and protect you from, you know, a sort of a financial disaster or going broke or whatever. Um, and, and that's very important if you're going to be doing sports betting is knowing your limits um, and knowing how much of your role you should do. You should like obviously never be betting the farm on any one particular bet. Uh, so, you know, get familiar with the Kelly criterion to help you manage your bankroll throughout the course of the season. So is there anything you think that we should hammer down on and showcase at runthesims.com right now? Slash Mayo at the end of that and get yourself a discount or just sign up for the free account at runthesims.com currently. And you can check out, again, all that season-long fantasy football and the advanced stats hub, the optimizer, the game simulations, the betting prop tools, the range finders. Those are going to be the premium products. But I want to make sure that you were able to see those before making an investment on the site. Plus, you'll get that seven-day free trial as well if you get the season-long pass wet you know and you use the discount slash mayo and all of a sudden it's a little bit cheaper at this point too so you can really hone in on what you want to do with these tools and you can see how customizable they are is there any other tool that you want to showcase here or do you want to leave some of the other ones uh, for the people to find on their own yeah go in there and play around with these things because i think you'll enjoy it especially with the free trial setup um it's going to be a lot of fun for you to go in there and see what it can do um, I think overall, uh, what I just want to reiterate is like, you and I spent a lot of time making sure we developed a product that we thought was comprehensive that everybody could find a use for. And, you know, we've done that. I think we've created a series of really smart tools that approaches DFS completely differently than what the vast majority of the industry is doing. And by being different in a way, we're sort of automatically contrarian compared to the rest of the field. But we've also built up a system to sort of be comprehensive for a DFS player or fantasy player. We've got a discord set up that's essentially acting as a community for our people to exchange ideas off one another. Hey, what do you think about this player? What do you think about that player? Does this player make sense in this type of lineup? There's a lot of different ways that we can go. And, and I think having a conversation with other like-minded people who are approaching slates similarly is super helpful. So go in there, hop in the discord. We have a number of free channels accessible there and then some premium channels there for folks who have a subscription. So uh, overall, I'm, I'm hopeful that we've uh, created a product that people feel um, you know, sort of matches their needs wherever it exists. We've taken this simulation idea and really run with it. And to me, it's like one of the best products on the market. And I'm really proud of it. It's a really unique product on the market because, like you said, there's built-in assumptions that are there baseline if you don't want to mess around with it too much or you're just in a pinch and you want to play some DraftKings or you want to make some bets and you only, you only have 10 minutes to go before the games, you can use the tools and they will tell you, you know, the baseline of the simulations of what they want. But if you are someone who really wants to dig in, but you're not, listen, I'm not an Excel master. I have assumptions that I want to make about games, but I can't go into my R file or whatever the hell that means and <laughs> go figure it out on Excel and run my own projections that way. That's just not who I am. I don't understand how to do that stuff. And you know, we create. I created a golf product along with my friend Moose that was very much in the same vein where no one is telling you who to pick on this site. It is just giving you the easiest access to information to compare and make your own decisions. And if you have assumptions you want to make, we have made the knobs and levers completely customizable to you and very easy to use. Most of the time you see optimizers or a lot of these tools and you need a PhD in order to actually use the system. We've just made that really easy on everyone. And there's no one on the site giving you picks. It's all going to be whatever information that you input is the information that you're going to get back. So you're going to find your information 
Plus, we have that advanced stats hub, which is free, the projections preseason, which are going to be free, the rankings that are up there. So there really is something for everyone. So please go to runthesims.com right now. You can sign up for the free account and test out all of the free tools if it's just the stats hub that you want to have. Or runthesims.com slash mayo is going to get you a discount. Plus, you have that seven-day trial. If you don't like it, like I said, no hard feelings. You gave it a shot. Wasn't for you. Hey, it's not going to be for everyone. That Everyone knows that. But if, if DraftKings and betting or you play in a lot of high-stakes fantasy leagues, just a lot of season-long fantasy leagues for some bucks and you need some tools to help you make the proper decisions, runthesims.com is going to be the place where you want to be this year for fantasy football. Justin, thank you for jumping on and breaking this all down with me. Appreciate it, Pat. Of course, you can follow Justin on Twitter at JustinFreeman18. And again, just go to runthesims.com. You can find the link down in the description if we want to do that as well. I'm Pat Mayo. You can follow me at VPME. Remember to smash the like button. Sub to the Mayo Media Network. Rate and review the audio podcast, although this is one you probably wanted to watch on video versus listening to in audio form. But if you do have a suggestion for a tool that you would like to see in the future, just dump it down in the comment section. And maybe it's something that Justin and the development team can come up with maybe not like instantaneously but looking into next year where we can improve this product and make it better for all the users out there so thank you all for watching i'm pat mayo i'll see you next time the headlines remind us daily the world is a dangerous place the elites in charge say everything's fine stop noticing but you know better and your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com